0: This is the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church of Ames, a podcast designed to help you live a gospel-fueled and faithful life wherever Jesus has called you. Welcome again to the Equip Podcast from Cornerstone Church. My name is Mark Vance. I am actually joined today by my lovely wife, Crystal Vance. You want to say hi, Crystal? Hi, everyone. So, and our dog is here with us as well uh, because we're recording this podcast from our house here in Ames, we are still on a coronavirus lockdown, and actually, that's what we're going to talk about today in the podcast. Is we're going to spend a little bit of time. Uh, you may not have heard this yet, but we shared it with the church on Sunday that I actually uh, tested positive for COVID nineteen this past week, as did my wife Crystal and uh, my son Owen, and we suspect actually that. Pretty much everybody in our house has COVID. We don't think the dog has it, do we, honey? I haven't seen any symptoms in the dog. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think
1: so. Thankfully, our dog is immune.
0: Yeah, our dog is immune to COVID. That's what we're going with. But um, what we we've received so many just kind notes, encouragement, uh, from so many people. And there's so many questions because I think for us, even before we had this come through our household, you're like, what is this like? And what happens when you have COVID and how do you react to it? And what's, what's it like physically? And so what we thought is it might actually help some people to just hear a little firsthand reflection from a family that's had COVID of what's it like? How do we get it? As far as we know, uh, we're still kind of guessing at that. And, Mm -hmm. um, just some of our reflections about what it's like to uh, live with this and try to thrive with this too. And so first off, Crystal, okay, let's let's kind of get into first subject matter, which is how do you think we got this? Because we <laughs> all have it. Like, what's your theory on this? Honey?
1: Yeah. Um, so my theory is COVID is everything you never expected. So we did not expect that our child who plays soccer, who's 12 years old, Uh, Running around outside on a field that wasn't really around another player who tested positive could have tested positive. And last Thursday, we found out that he was positive, and we were so surprised.
0: You know, it was a huge surprise because, I mean, even we've been super impressed with—and this is no, like, fault to the soccer club that he works with. They've done a great job. Um, I mean, we go to his soccer games. We wear masks on the sidelines. His coach wears a mask. If the players aren't on the field, they wear the mask. And they're outside. I mean, soccer fields, I don't know if you've noticed, they're not confined spaces. And mm-hmm. so, um, the I, and just the lack of transmission normally among kids particularly, that was a surprise to us too. Um, so, when I came home and Thursday night found out that Owen tested positive, I really was surprised mm-hmm. by that. That now... I will say this, so he tests positive, then I think you immediately start to reflect on like, oh no, am I showing any symptoms?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were having um, scratchy throats.
0: Yeah. So you have scratchy throats. Just a little,
1: a little scratchy throat, but nothing major. And
0: I had actually been uh, speaking at a small kind of gathering that other week. And so that week, my throat was scratchier than normal too. And I remember not thinking, oh, I have COVID, just thinking, man, my throat really hurts. That's a bummer. So then Thursday, when we find out, well, that then we're like, "Oh no, do we have to get tested?" Uh, I didn't want to get tested, to be honest. <laughs> that was one of the most intimidating things. I really hate needles or any sort of like the idea of having your brain scraped. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, you hear test, so
1: many stories about the test that you just it's intimidating a little.
0: Okay, so we scheduled a test. What was the test like? We took it on Friday. What was yeah, the COVID I was test
1: not like? going to get tested. I was like, well, I'll just assume I have it and not get tested. But Mark told me I had to. He forced me to get tested.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, just so you know, if you have direct exposure to covid and you are showing symptoms, you should go get tested.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of wisdom actually to getting tested. I was very hesitant, but after doing so, it wasn't actually that bad for me. I know everyone's experience is different, um, but yeah, they I was do jam thankful. like a, I was.
0: It's like a. It'd be like a multi-inch-long Q-tip up your nose. Yeah. Which is not the most pleasant thing, but it's really quick. It's like five or six seconds.
1: Yeah, and then you're done. Just drive up and you're done.
0: Now, on the other hand, I hate needles, and I almost—I've uh, passed out many times giving blood. Okay, so, like, I just pass out. And so I had a very similar experience where we were driving back home, and I was driving, and I was like, I need to pull aside and lay down on the ground. And so I did that on my way yeah. back home. But it was no adverse effect of the COVID test, just I'm a, I'm a wuss, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it was um, very perplexing for everyone driving by.
0: Well, just seeing this guy okay, outside his but- minivan laying down on the ground. <laughs> yeah, so
1: like, is everything okay over there?
0: And now at that point, that's Friday, and I had already started to show a lot of symptoms at that point. Yeah. Um. So I at that point uh, was not feeling good. Mm-hmm. Now, let so let's talk about since then. We get our positive test result back about twenty four hours later.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty fast. You're
0: positive, Your test, Iowa. I'm positive. So let's talk about. Um, what it's been like for various family members. So our kids, mm. what do you see symptomatically in the kiddos?
1: Um, so our kids are all fine. They're great. Actually, two of them did not get tested, so they are just considered in quarantine. Um, but Owen tested positive and also had no symptoms. He just he said he had a stubby nose for like maybe an hour one day. I think on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so, so pretty much nothing. So we're so thankful that they have not had a lot of symptoms because right. I can't imagine how I would feel as a mom just watching them struggling if they weren't feeling well. Um, yeah. So what, yeah. About,
0: what about you? For, how you For felt? me,
1: my only symptom was a scratchy throat for like a day that went away, but then I have just pressure on my chest. Yeah. Um, and when I went on a long walk with the dog... Um, trying to stay away from all people, don't worry. <laughs> I was very aware of my surroundings. Um, just felt like short of breath. So yeah. I'm very I get concerned and like I hope that does go away at some point. But
0: yeah. So
1: if it was worse than that I would be I would be feeling very nervous.
0: Yeah. I I don't get nervous about anything. Um Crystal and I have different temperament in that and so but I'm actually the one showing far and away the most mm-hmm. uh, symptoms yeah. so even i'm gonna have to cough right now sorry <coughs> there you got a little recording of a COVID cough that is actually what it sounds like um so i have pretty much the whole gambit the only thing i'm missing really is a high fever i haven't mm-hmm. gotten a fever
1: mm-hmm. but yeah, no fevers in our house
0: really fatigued um i sleep probably eight ten hours a night then probably another three or four hours during the day um I have that dry cough it was really bad one day where I just could not get my breath. Mm-hmm. that was not very fun mm-hmm. um, and then I have I have the um, headaches headache or almost like a it's almost like a dizziness type of thing going on it's you don't quite have your balance right it's just it throws a lot of different symptoms at you The oddest one of all of them is I do have this the no taste or smell uh, thing so I we've had fun doing that, taste tests with me. We had different types of sparkling water, you know, <laughs> like LaCroix stuff, grapefruit, or uh, what was the other, lemon. lemon yeah. And I can tell you this, there's 0% difference. I, I could not tell the difference of that to save my life. I tried eating a Dorito. That one was very odd. It just all, imagine only having the texture of a Dorito, and it wasn't that crunchy. It wasn't as crunchy as it should have been, And so it's just a mildly uncrunchy thing with a grit-like texture, but absolutely no taste. So what I can tell you is if Doritos had no taste, no one would eat them because they're gross. (laughs) It's not normal.
1: Probably most food would be like that.
0: Yeah, it's true. The only advantage I will say is I'm—so what we've done is like—so my sister is a nurse who works with COVID patients, actually— so we're blessed to have that and her expertise. And we have yeah. friends who dropped by, mm-hmm. uh, shout out to the Jorgensen's! thank you guys, love you, uh, for dropping by the world's largest cocktail of vitamins, which I must be the most vitamin-laden person in, <laughs> in America right
1: now. Yeah, we have lots of vitamins. And several people have offered to bring vitamins too, so thank you. We appreciate those Yes, thank those you to offers. all the vitamin
0: offers. Um, <laughs> but my sister, so basically she put me on a over the counter regimen of uh, basically taking dayquil and mucinex stuff like that to try to keep the um, the kind of mm-hmm. cough symptoms down yeah and and i've really rested my voice a lot i've talked mm-hmm. very little um,
1: yeah i have i have the opposite <coughs> of me. fatigue i have like hyper energy so i can't sleep at night so the nightquil also helps
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's a it, it's a really I, all I can say is my experience would tell me, um, you don't want to get this if you can avoid it. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'd, you I'd say it that way. It's as sick as I've been in several years, for sure.
1: Yeah, and definitely disrupts your life, but so does quarantine. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just, just what we have to deal with right now, I guess.
0: So let's share some reflections on this, Crystal. Um, that kind of gives you a little sense of it. I, I think I'm getting a little better. Uh, But I expect this is going to take a little longer than normal for me to kick. Um, We're going to continue to follow all the guidance that we give. We've been really impressed, by the way, the like the COVID nurses who took the you know the brain swab thing, and all those people are really kind. That it was prompt getting back to us. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, our communication with the school—they've been very forthright and helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, So props to everybody; they're doing a great job. Um, But. It, it is a situation where you step back and you reflect on this. And so a couple, couple reflections here. So what are things that have come to mind for you as you've thought over it so far, Crystal? Like lessons learned or just things that you're thankful for?
1: Um, well, I'm just super thankful for the ways that all of you people and everyone has just showed up um, in our lives by just tangibly praying for us and reaching out through text or email or Facebook message in the way that people just right away brought over vitamins and medicine. Like Mark's sister dropped off medicine the next morning on our way to work and um, we just feel so loved. Like I've been brought to tears like multiple times just by how much people have shown love to us. And we just really, truly appreciate that so much.
0: I think it's. I had even the other side, I was just thinking of, like, even just food, for Mm -hmm. instance. Like, we've had multiple people drop by. Meals and groceries. It's like we're having a baby again, which we're not. Mm. We have COVID. Mm-hmm. We're not having another baby. Um, yeah.
1: So we are planning on paying you all back. We're going to bring you meals I, if you. Get I COVID. did not say that. <laughs> Crystal said that.
0: I was planning on being thankful for your generosity.
1: We are, yeah, we are thankful.
0: Yeah, but seriously, it was it was a great kindness. Um, and I I was reflecting the other day, honey, on, just a lot of people who they don't have that network of relationship mm-hmm. around them and how difficult it would be if you couldn't get out to get your groceries mm-hmm. you know or you yep. didn't have people bringing over a meal or yeah. you were unsure of like what what do i like what do i do and you're just googling your way through this instead of having a community of friends so we've been super thankful Super thankful for our church, super thankful for our friends. This is, mm-hmm. it's, I think the reflection I had in addition, just the kindness of our local church family and of our family has been, I think, how difficult this would be for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I mean, think of like jobs, for instance. Like, both of us work jobs that are, we can be very flexible. Oh, right. Yeah. And it's not going to dock our pay to miss a day of work. Mm-hmm. But if you were a, you know, a frontline worker or somebody who didn't have that vacation stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that would be incredibly difficult. Yeah. I think even And you
1: wouldn't be able to just stay home, like you'd have to go to work.
0: Right, right. And that we've thought about even how difficult that would be. It's part of why it's so difficult to contain the spread of mm-hmm. COVID because mm-hmm. once you get it, you need to stop your life for a period in time really. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't have the the flexibility to do that. Right. And so we've been very grateful, but also reflected on—it's it. It's why this is such a difficult thing nationally and it's a public health deal because not everybody has the same access to stuff mm-hmm. that we have. And and that's—even uh, for our kids, our kids do really well from at home and generally, with some exceptions, mm-hmm. get their work done and, you know, get mm-hmm. it, do pretty good with it. I think that would be really hard for a lot of other kids. Right, yeah. You know? So what—just on a spiritual level— on a personal level, I've I've found myself reflecting on a lot on God's sovereignty, mm-hmm. His control um, yeah. over a lot of things, and resting into that. That our Psalm 115, our God's in the heavens; He does whatever He pleases. And so His sovereign control over our life, like mm-hmm. I think of all the how unlikely it is that we end up with
1: right. COVID, yeah,
0: and yet God and His.
1: He His sovereignty allows happen. this, right?
0: And and cares for us. His sovereignty, even in how He designs our body to react and mm-hmm. adapt. Um, I've just been incredibly thankful that I can rest in Him. You know, I don't I don't have control of tomorrow with my body. I don't have control of tomorrow with the future in our national elections and all all the stuff that you see out there. Mm-hmm. But yet, yeah, I I trust God, and so I yeah. I don't feel ill at ease. I I don't feel anxious. Mm-hmm. I feel settled in Him. You mm-hmm. know.
1: And it gives us confidence to move forward and more trust in Him and dependence on Him even each day. Like, it reminds you that um, you're even thankful for the breath in your lungs. Mm-hmm. Because when you can't breathe, you're reminded, like, apart from God's grace and mercy, that that could be gone. And so it just reminds you to be thankful even for little tiny things, like to be able to breathe.
0: Yeah, to be able to taste food. Yeah, you know i'm looking forward to not just having the physical sensation of food you know like oh what was that food like it was wet and cold <laughs> you know i would like to be able to taste it again you know it's yeah. it's little graces that you take for granted in covid time that when they've been pulled away both both just physically but also i think through the whole thing the little graces of just Gathering with people to worship, I'm just not going to mm-hmm. take that stuff for granted, mm-hmm. and um, and I, I really think it's it's brought a new, I think gratitude for me in really small things, mm-hmm. very very small things. The like it would be really fun right now to drive to Walmart and walk through and get my groceries, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to do that for a right. little while, you know. it's just so, like
1: look at the shelves of Target just sounds like a, a vacation or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's right. So okay. As we're looking forward, honey, um, what are some—do you have any final reflections or words of encouragement to people out there? You don't—if you don't, you made it—Crystal just made this face (laughs) at me, like, why are you putting me on the spot? You didn't tell me this question. Um, Um, You don't have to have them. Do you have any that come to mind, though?
1: um, I think the final word of encouragement is just. I think any time you go through a struggle, it helps you to be sympathetic to other people. And so, just remember to like if someone's going through a struggle, just try to reach out to them and and think of how can you pray for them or encourage mm-hmm. them. Just in small, meaningful, tangible ways, even if it's just bringing over paper plates and paper towels. Someone dropped off that today, and a game. Just in tiny ways, just try to think of ways that you can encourage someone today.
0: Yeah. I think for me, um, I, I just want to encourage people to take uh, COVID seriously. We're, we are a family that we're going to get through this. I, we're all relatively healthy. I think our, our outcomes are going to be good. But this past week, I interacted with a family who he was a 23-year-old kid who'd lost his mom, mm-hmm. who is in her upper 50s, who led a huge nonprofit organization, super active in the community, who contracted COVID a month ago and just passed away. And so, I think that um, while we are going to have a good outcome, we're not going to come out of this and be like, hey, everybody get it. It's not a big deal. We're going to say, um, I think as a family, hey, uh, you're probably, you're, you stand a chance of getting a lot sicker than you think uh, you would get. I am kind of a <laughs> testament to that. Mm-hmm. And um, beyond that, I just can't imagine like if my grandma or our parents mm-hmm. yeah. were to have what I'm having right now. That I would I would feel very, very concerned. Mm-hmm. I would feel very concerned for them. And so it's a reminder that our lives are about more than us. We're part of a collective community. And we we want to do what we can to try to hopefully limit the spread of this to mm-hmm. our little household here and stay safe and healthy. And for all of you out there, we want you to know if you're struggling with it, our prayers are with you too. Mm-hmm. And just for our whole community, we're gonna get through this together and we're learning how to do that right now. And so we hope mm-hmm. this little update kind of gives you a glimpse into um, what is it actually like to have COVID? I think it might answer a few questions there from our own unique experience point, mm-hmm. but also um, just what it's like to ha- live through trials in life surrounded by God's people um, it's an incredible privilege to be part of a church community, to be part of a community of faith. And so if you don't have that and you're listening in on this podcast, I want you to step toward that. I think that that's so important in this time. But if you're part of our Cornerstone Church family and you're listening, we just want to say how thankful we are for you. We love you. We're looking forward to seeing you in person when we will not infect you. So fairly soon, but not super mm-hmm. soon. Right. And we're really <laughs> thankful for the ways you've loved us. So God bless all you guys. Thanks for mm-hmm. listening in this week.